Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, depending on when you're listening to this. I'm your host, Monique Watson, and this is the Victory Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. So on today's episode, we sat down with my husband, Christian Watson, and talked a little about about, uh, love and gaming, especially how they intertwine in our relationship. So Christian talks a bit about his experience and history with gaming, Um, also gives some tips and tricks for folks who are looking to get into the world of gaming, even if you're not looking to play, but maybe to engage more with a spouse or your children, Um, so really good information, and then kind of spell out some info about different games specifically. So I really hope you enjoy enjoy it and thanks for listening. Thank you for joining me. This is the Victory Podcast and this is a special episode. Um, I'm sitting down here with uh, someone I've known for quite a long time. I'd say he's my best friend and husband, uh, Christian Watson. Christian, welcome to the podcast. Hello. (laughs) So yeah, this is a bit different as of course everyone is aware timing of this is end of <clears> April and we're in our shelter in place. So it makes it a little bit challenging doing a podcast, but I have conveniently located another human being in our household. So we decided to kind of chat a bit today just to give folks an outline of kind of what we're going to talk about. We'll talk a little bit about you know, COVID-19, I feel like every conversation these days starts with what are you doing? What are you watching? What are you, what's your COVID-19 activities? And then we'll talk a little bit about gaming. My husband, Christian, is really big into gaming and has been for quite some time. Um, kind of talking about how he first got started into the gaming realm, some of his favorite games. Um, and then maybe tips for folks that are interested in gaming. So parents maybe trying to connect with their kids into the gaming world, or maybe you're, you're like myself and you're a spouse of someone who's big into gaming. How can they kind of connect more in that space? And then we'll just close out after that. So yeah, let's go ahead and get started with a little bit of intro maybe for folks about who you are and, um, the, how we know each other is a little bit, however you want to talk about that. Um, so, you know, New Orleans, born and raised, uh, I'm 29, uh, so, you know, she's got a couple years on me, but uh, I suppose that she was attracted to me because I'm I'm older than <laughs> my age dictates. Yeah, so how we, how we met, from your perspective, at least. Uh, well, <clears throat> uh, we met online, for sure, on OkCupid. Um, I was in college, you know, I was very lazy, I would say as, uh, or, and I just didn't like going out to clubs and things like that. So my first, well, the first option is always, you know, uh, I should watch my volume, but anyways, the first option is always, uh, you know, try and meet women around school and things like that, but that wasn't working out obviously. And I went to Tulane University in New Orleans, by the way. Go Green Wave. Um, uh, And so, you know, that wasn't working out. So online dating was kind of growing at the time. Um, You know, there was no Tinder. um, But, yeah, OkCupid and, like, Plenty of Fish were, like, the big websites at the time. So uh, I was on Plenty of Fish before, but, you know. Especially for free ones, right? Oh, yeah, free. There's always eHarmony. Yeah, there was Match and and all of that stuff. But, like I said, college student, I wouldn't. I was like, come on now. I'm not paying for that. What the heck? So, uh, 
Yeah, so I signed on to them. I was on Plenty of Fish before OkCupid, okay but that, you know, whatever. It worked out, didn't work out. I think I had one actual relationship from there, but obviously, whatever, right? Um, so I got on OkCupid, okay you know, same kind of thing, nothing, you know, a date here and there, nothing really happening. And, and I sent a message to this pretty lady, um, you know, and radio silence, you know, I don't know, because, cause, uh, you know, back in the dating world, I'm sure I, I couldn't go back, but ever, obviously I'm married, but, <clears throat> you know, I can't imagine today what it's like, but, you know, it really was like, I'm just sending message after message after message and, you know, like commenting on their profiles and saying, oh, this is neat. Uh, you know, I really like this that you talk about and, you know, and then getting nothing because they're getting bombarded by 100 dudes, you know, a day. Right. So, uh, you know, I'm just sending message after message and, you know, radio silence. So it was like, OK, well, unfortunate. So I just kind of moved on and it was I don't know. She told me it was a couple of weeks later or something like that. It was like a that. couple. It was either weeks or I think it was months later. Okay, yeah. Because I, yeah, I think you sent the message, not to interrupt in your story. But, no, you did. Um, <clears throat> but I want to say, and I have no idea because I've long since canceled my account and all that. Mm, that's what and, she says. <laughs> and, uh, but I think it was like, I want to say you sent me the message in May. Mm. And you want me to tell you why? Or tell the people why I didn't Oh, yeah, tell, tell the people. <laughs> so, I mean, it wasn't anything, well, it was something against him. So, his picture... You know, this is early on in the realm of, like, bathroom selfies before they've oh, become yeah. quite perfected now. <laughs> I think people, Ooh. like, low-key have, like, additional lighting they bring in for their bathroom selfies. Because the bathroom selfies <clears throat> have gotten really fantastic. But this was not one of those. No, um, early, so, yeah. early in the realm of bathroom selfies. But, um, yeah, so his selfie looked like he had two earrings. And, you know, no shade on people who have earrings, do you? That's what you like in your mate um, for, for guys of the male gender. Um, it wasn't a look that I liked, especially it looked like poop earrings, yeah, too. It, it looked like yeah, the straight up MJ. Hoop. Yeah, it wasn't It wasn't like, a, you know, like she's not talking like diamond earrings. Yeah, because that I could maybe kind of <laughs> hang with. But it was these small, it was like, she, think she, of, for those who are watching The Last Dance, think of the MJ hoop earring, but on two ears. I was just like, I can't. Yeah. And then, and I'll have to probably show I a picture no of us no earrings together. on, by the way. No earrings no. at all, apparently. It was just like the lighting. It was the lighting, and there were like shower shower curtain hoops, I guess, is what we eventually figured out. And my mm-hmm. husband, and I'll share, share a picture of us so people know what you look like, so then they can stalk you. Um, Good luck. Look, <laughs> I know your, your online presence is minimal. Um, yeah, and then you look 12. Because you have a he has a very youthful face even today at twenty nine. So I mean, this was what is it seven years ago now going on eight. Yeah. So twenty two looked seven. Yeah. So I was sure that he was up here trying to catfish me. Oh yeah. Yeah, and this this was like early on the catfishing thing thing too that was definitely on. So I was like, he looks twelve. He's probably like sixteen, pretending to be twenty two or whatever. Because it seemed he like such a random, three. yeah, he's, he's like, okay, five, he's probably short. And then, so I just kind of ignored it for a while. The yeah. earring thing was like the first part of that. And then him looking youthful was like a close second. Yeah. And then we messaged and then 
I don't know. This is probably long onto a deeper tangent, but we can get we, into we, how we, we, we can first. Talk about it yeah. A little, yeah. So how we how we met and dates and stuff. So a little bit about the actual messaging. You know, once again, like I said, uh, it was for me. It was you know sending messages after messages and like almost getting invested in in that person. Like, wow, I really like you know what they're into. This is cool. They like the same movies I do. Have movies. Uh, you know. Most of the time, they wouldn't mention anything like video games, right? But, you know, it's like, oh, okay, I at least share some kind of interest with this person. I would like to date them or whatever, you know? So, obviously, with my now wife, with Monique, I, you know, I I don't remember if a pro- profile would stood out about your actual profile, but obviously, I messaged you, you know? So, something, you know, I wanted to talk to you for some reason. Uh, anyway, so whoever would message me back i was just excited to talk to them and i wouldn't i i had already had the mindset back then that i didn't want to play games with anybody i didn't want to you know seem like i'm more busy than i was like i'm a college student come on like yeah i worked hard um you know i had a lot of school work to do i was in like a engineering physics uh when we met um so yeah i did have a lot of school work to do but once again you're a college student you have tons of time you have so much time um, so I didn't want to play any games. So, you know, she messaged me and I messaged right back and she said she was like surprised. She always tells me, uh, when we like kind of reminisce about the meeting that, uh, she was surprised at how fast I would reply. And like, you know, we would just have actual conversations and then, you know, we exchanged numbers and got off the platform and, and yeah, you know, uh, the rest is history, I suppose. Um, our first date was at... <clears throat> Our first date was uh, um, at Audubon Park, or wait. Yep. Yeah. Audubon. Yeah. Well, yeah. One of the Audubon. Dang, what did they? Call no, it? it's just Audubon Park. Everything. Audubon. Really? So Audubon has the park, and then they have the aquarium and like the Audubon it's Aquarium, the- Audubon Institute, Audubon Insectarium. But I think there's just the one park because City Park is its own thing by the city. Yeah. Well, it was the. Audubon thing around the golf course. <laughs> it's Audubon Park. That's what it's called. Okay. All Full right. stop. I'll, I'll, yeah. She's right. <clears throat> yeah. Just get that uh, B roll. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so. You want to talk about our would have been first date? Uh, I know. Oh, yeah. yeah. That that was. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's short. So that was. Um, we were going to do the date and ended up she had she did something with her mother i forgot you were hanging out with your mom watching a football game or something you want me to interject no you go ahead yeah okay um yeah so like we were supposed to meet so our first date officially was september 11 2012 so 9 11 12 easy to remember we were supposed to go on a date the week before that that weekend because i live and just context i lived about 40 minutes away from like where christian lived um, just because it was closer to my job and stuff, right? So <clears throat> we were going to meet. The night before that, I had gone out with my friends. And so I was a bit hungover. Um, whatever. And so I um, went. And that day, it was like a Sunday and watching the Saints game. And I was hanging out with my mom. And I was like, let me go home. I'm going to go home and take a nap. And then come back over here for my date later. Because I was like super tired. So I go home, and I'm convinced I set an alarm, but I don't know if I just turned it off in my sleep or what. So I go home, take a nap, 
miss my alarm or whatever, but wake up about 10 minutes before we were supposed to meet. So like I said, I'm 40 minutes away, so it would have been at least a half hour late. Um, So I called Christian and he was like, oh, it's fine. Let's just reschedule, which I was completely surprised. I was like, he's going to be so done. Because this was going to be our first date, right? Our first in-person. I mean, we had been texting for like a couple, like a week or two. Week or two, yeah. But um, yeah, but luckily he gave me a second chance. Lucky for him, Mm. he gave me a second chance. Yeah, and from my perspective, um, it was something that happened regularly. You know, people, they flake all the time. I mean, that, you know, that has a negative connotation, but, you you know, y'all know what I'm saying, right? Uh, Sometimes it just doesn't work out. So uh, I was, you know, I'm just the kind of person where, you know, something could have happened. It could be whatever. So I figured I'd give it a benefit of the doubt. Like I said, I wasn't upset at all. I think it was before I even left. So it's not as if I had wasted gas or, you know, really... Like I said, college student, so it was a Saturday afternoon. It's not like I was doing anything, right? Sunday, I think, yeah. Oh, Sunday. Saturday, yeah. Sunday, you know. <clears throat> so, it, you know, it's whatever. It's just like, hey, let's just reschedule for next week. Um, and, you know, we'll see what's up. If, it, if it's like a second and third time, you know, and it's not like a really good reason, then I would have been like, okay, well, sorry. <laughs> you know, whatever. But obviously, so the next week we, you know, we were, I was getting ready actually um, on that September 11th. And uh, so my brother cut my hair at the time. Uh, and so I was like, look, I, you know, I'm going on this first date with this, uh, with this girl, this lady, I don't know, girl, whatever. Uh, <clears throat> um, and yeah, I need a haircut. He's like, all right, all right, whatever. <laughs> you know, so That's the absolute very, perfect response the, to imitate your brother very uh yeah that's that's our interactions basically um and um so he's cutting my hair and i'm like wait you need you need to stop I'm, i was feeling like super sick all of a sudden like super nauseous i was like look i just need to lay down <laughs> he was like what the heck and uh yeah i had like a half cut head i'm laying on the floor he has like a tile flooring so it was nice and cool so i was like just trying not to throw up <laughs> basically and and then I don't know after like ten minutes or so I felt better and I'm like all right let's go and he finished cutting my hair and you know making sure I was looking all right and then because I I was like kind of scared because I'm like I gotta drive like twenty ish minutes it's like once I get there you know we're just walking around it's all good but driving I don't want to get in an accident so I was a little bit afraid but I didn't want to I didn't want to flake right you know so whatever pushed through that and got there you know it's uh as they say it's history from there um so yeah we we uh been together for a while yeah about eight years now yep it'll be Um, eight to september september yeah um yeah and it's been a wild ride for sure for sure and we'll leave that for a second part at some point to go some of our wild ride of our relationship yeah. So, COVID-19, <clears throat> thoughts, what's it been like sheltering in place with me? Mm, so, I'm still alive, folks. This is a real person. This, this is not a hologram. <laughs> this is not a robot. This is, uh, this is the real Monique. This day, I don't know if I want to date. I mean, it's obviously dated because April it's April 28th, 2020. April 28th, boys. We're, we're still here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so the first thing is, I mean, this thing evolves every week, right? Just how kind of insane it is and just kind of still kind of grasping the reality and the impact of everything. Um, but like at first I'm like, okay, let's just calm down, you know, <laughs> let's, you know, let's wash our hands. Let's not touch our face, you know, and we'll get through this. Right. And then as it just started becoming more and more serious and more and more, you know, global pandemic, <laughs> it was like, okay, I understand why people are freaking. I was never the type of like, don't shut down the economy. Don't do all of this. I was like, no, you know, do, do whatever. Like, thankfully we don't live near our grandparents. <laughs> Or anything right now or even our parents because they're kind of in that uh age range now mm-hmm. so you know we can't like we we just don't have anyone to infect right in our vicinity <laughs> so you, <laughs> you know right so we can't hurt anybody but i'm you know i'm worried about other people's like i see all type of old folk you know living around here in our apartment complex and mm-hmm. at the grocery store so it's not for me, it's not, I mean, it is for us because obviously we don't want to get sick, but it's for them. Um, and that's why it, it kind of hurts me when, you know, you see these people out there protesting and, you know, against the government and stuff like that. And it's like, no, we're not, this is not for you. It's, it's, no one wants to shut down the economy, basically, right? This is about lives. We're trying to save people's lives here. Yeah. So um, that, that's been kind of crazy. And, you know, I, I fully expected that people, you know, they'll come up with whatever crazy kind of stuff to say. And I don't know, it's it's the Internet. You can't you can't uh, think of that as the majority. The majority of people don't feel that way. They, they're, you know, doing what they can. This is a hard time for everybody. Um, and, you know, everybody's trying to get by. So, you know, I, I see that stuff and it's like, wow, that's ridiculous. I can't believe there are people that think like that. But um, just realizing that that's not uh, the majority and not like despairing, you know, in that kind of in those kind of thoughts. Um, but personally, <laughs> my life has not changed very much. <laughs> um, it really has not. Um, uh, I've just been looking for a job for the past long time. So uh, it's all, I've always been working from home, as it were. Um, obviously. Um, even from the beginning, like when I've been kind of pursuing software engineering for like the past, I guess, year and a half, I I had always preferred, um, like looking, if I had an opportunity of remote versus, you know, on site, I would take the remote job because, you know, no commute, uh, you know, you save a lot of time. I can use my own setup, my own computer setup, which, you know, obviously I've configured to my exacting needs well not needs but wants um so i would always kind of prefer that um so even that like i would say in the past i was looking for like a 60 40 split of on-site versus remote and now it's more like 80 20 uh, because they aren't i mean obviously they just aren't posting on-site positions um really whatever but so you know it doesn't matter for me because i'm in engineering like it would suck if i was i don't know some something that needed to be on site right um so as far as home life yeah i mean i play video games obviously that doesn't require uh 
being anywhere so and like I said my setup is <laughs> hey very very nice so um, yeah I guess the biggest difference is yeah uh, Monique's here all the time and you know we made jokes about it at first it's like oh we're gonna it's you know it, come on what do you expect it's like people you're gonna make those jokes like oh we're gonna go crazy it's gonna be whatever obviously I love her company and things like that but I had by like the second or third week I did realize like hey you being here is very distracting to me <laughs> and it's obviously she's not trying to be distracting she's not doing anything ridiculous she's like on a call or something like that it's just like I love her so much I just want to go and bother her or go you know talk to her or do something make a laugh or something like that mm -hmm. so you know so it's not it's not like a bad thing like she's driving me crazy it's just I want to be with her all the time but I have to work like there's things that I need to do um so you know it's kind of a, a thing I have to figure out for myself mm -hmm. and I we, we've gotten we've both gotten better and and then she she's uh at this point she's kind of going in a couple of days a week now so you know for days that she's here there are certain activities that I can do um that'll kind of command my attention and though on those days where she's gone and you know there's less distractions um then I know I can do like things that are harder for me to stay on task um so I'm kind of working out a system uh so as far as like out the personal covid situation yeah it, you know hadn't changed that much though word okay we talked about gaming it's a great segue into this discussion mm -hmm. so a big part of I think throughout our relationship, for sure, and oh, especially yeah. from like 2015 when we went to the first Dota 2 tournament, which we can probably explain to people what that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and onward, gaming has been a big part of our relationship and mm -hmm. your life, I would say, as oh. well, right? So maybe you can tell folks a little bit about like, you know, when did you kind of first start getting into gaming and mm -hmm. some of the games you like to play? You don't have to... I know if no, we sat down and started ranking, <laughs> exhausted. We don't have that kind of time. No. It'd be like an eight-part series just talking about all the games that you play, but maybe oh. just a couple that you really like or playing right now at least. Yeah. And then if there's tips for for folks, like I know, like there are big games emerging, right? So parents, there's a lot of parents that work on my site. Mm. People are really. I don't know if this is still the case. I'd be curious to do a poll, but a lot of people were into Fortnite, for example. Yeah. And a lot of people's kids were into Fortnite, and so trying to understand the gaming kind of opens up the conversation around what gaming is and kind of what things people are into and how can I, as a parent who wants to engage with my kid, right? You know, these preteen teenagers and stuff. Mm how can I get into gaming or understand more about gaming? Yeah. So, uh, as far as my personal kind of entry into gaming, the first game I remember really connecting with and like just being hopelessly addicted to, um, was a game on super Nintendo, uh, called donkey Kong country three. Um, it's funny cause now when you look at, the Donkey Kong Country series on the Super Nintendo. That's the worst one. <laughs> um, but I, I love that game. Um, I played it a lot. Um, to a to an annoying degree, as described by my mother. I'm not telling that story, but uh, yeah. Definitely remember that was kind of the first game I was into. So Super Nintendo, Nintendo, 
uh, Sega Genesis. Uh, those were like the first games I remember playing. Um, obviously, like Super Mario was a huge, huge part of my childhood. Um, Street Fighter, um, a lot of Street Fighter. My brother would make me play. Um, and I never got to play Ryu, the main guy. He would always make me play Ken, who was like the same, but I didn't like him because he wasn't Ryu. Anyway, so, you know, a lot of Street Fighter, uh, classic. Um, so, yeah, and, and throughout like Sega Dreamcast, things like that. So I grew up in that kind of late 90s, early 2000s era of uh, gaming. Um, I have a really, uh, a Dreamcast holds a really uh, fine place in my heart. I, I, I really love the Dreamcast. I, I still have one. It's the only, well, that in the GameCube uh, is the only system that I have now because of uh, Hurricane Katrina. Um, destroyed my Super Nintendo Genesis uh, even like PlayStation the old PlayStation I had and then like the collection of games um, that was like the thing that hurt the most that I lost honestly you know the clothes whatever I don't care but you know all the memories there's so many memories tied up in those cartridges and things and you know so many nights I spent up you know trying to beat the last boss or you know whatever right so that's kind of my history of gaming. Um, uh, nowadays, I spend a lot more time playing uh, PC, on PC, like computer games. Um, a lot of, uh, well, I used to play a lot of Dota 2, which we can talk about a little bit, because that, that also ties into our relationship, like she said. Um, that's a game I still watch a lot of. I just don't play as much because it's a very stressful game, a very time-consuming game. And I'm I'm just kind of at a stage where I'm trying to get away from stressful games, right? Uh, just, just because, you know, there's enough. I got enough of that. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, a lot of Tekken, uh, fighting, another fighting game, you know, not as old as Street Fighter, but definitely as has a, about as much legacy I would say uh, so I had played Tekken since Tekken 1 like way back when in the 90s but I never like actually played it to get good that's the thing I like doing with games I love learning and like getting better and just you know that that kind of climb that I don't I don't want to say struggle uh, but just, well, it is a struggle sometimes, but, uh, just that, that, I don't know, that Rocky style montage of you training and, you know, there's this guy that keeps beating you over and over again and you don't know how, and then, you know, you figure it out, you figure out the trick and then, you know, you're beating him effortlessly. And it's like that, that journey is super fun, uh, with fighting games specifically. So I spend a lot of time playing that. Um, let's see. Um... Uh, uh, there's a new Call of Duty out. I've been playing that with one of my friends. It's a uh, very fun, actually. Yeah. I love the feature where you know you shoot the guy. It's a shooting game. Uh, well, obviously, <laughs> uh, and um, and you can hear their mic for a second, so you always hear him like, ah, oh, god darn it, <laughs> you know, you shoot him, and, <laughs> and you hear him just angrily yell at you. Haven't heard any racism yet, which is actually kind of surprising. So, you know, hey. Good, good on them for moderating the community, I suppose. So, it's still early. What's that? It's still early. 
it just came out, uh, right? No, it's been out since uh, November. Oh, okay. It's been okay. it's been a decent. Probably tossed enough people. Yeah, it, and that's a that's the thing, man. I could talk about this stuff all day, but yeah, like th- that's a lot of the reason. Like in the Xbox days, in early Xbox Live days, it mm-hmm. was excessive. Woo, I heard was, about it even it without was, being a gamer. It was actual hot garbage. Like people throwing in words and everything all like nothing it's it's actually ridiculous it was it was actually ridiculous it's it can get like that now but now people are more mature like even like the 12 year olds and stuff are kind of more mature it must be just with the advent of social media and there'd be some kind there being some kind of consequences for like you know whatever and people being able to recognize you on these different platforms uh yeah there's just been less of it um but even still it's kind of just because of that kind of conditioning period like i would open my mouth and people would know i'm black or they would just that would just be their go-to because it's just so such a harmful kind of thing to say right and it's just easy uh so you know i kind of just tend not to speak up (laughs) unless i'm playing with my friends that i've known for years so anyways that's kind of that's that's kind of a summary of what i'm playing now um and for people trying to get into games, I would say my first thought is think about if if you had played games ever in your life, um, I'm going to start with these folks. Uh, like say, you know, like me, you played Super Mario back in the day. You played, now I don't go back to Atari. I don't, I don't know all of that. <laughs> you know, that's, that's, that's before my time. Uh, but, you know, if you ever played at the old arcades, you know, kind of think about those kind of games, you know, probably you probably heard of Street Fighter. If you've ever been in an arcade, you've heard of Street Fighter. So, you know, there's tons of games like that. Mortal Kombat is another one um, that was very popular back then uh, in those days. So think about those games, you know. Oh, yeah, I used to play Super Mario. I used to play Street Fighter and see I assure you, there's a lot of games that are like that, um, that are out today. You know, there's a Super Mario, there's a, you know, there's a Street Fighter out now. Um, and, you know, maybe check it out. I don't know, like, if you have kids, see if they have it or something like that. Um, that's kind of my first thought. See, try and find something that was similar to what you used to play. Um, understand that there are going to be differences because games are just designed differently now for you know a hundred different reasons um uh, yeah that's a whole nother podcast talking about that (laughs) but so so that's my first thing try and find something that's uh similar to what you used to play if you played anything if you don't play anything at all or if you just don't really feel like doing that searching uh my next piece of advice is to kind of go on uh, twitch.tv um, so Twitch.tv is primarily a game streaming website. I'd call it like almost the YouTube slash Netflix of gaming. It's sort a, of. It's a bit different because it's live streaming. Right. It's it's primarily live streaming. You you hardly ever have people watching the videos. So what a lot so a lot of streamers like the people who actually you know do do these videos or whatever, um, they will have their Twitch channel that's for like live broadcasts and then they have a YouTube channel. So oh okay yeah so 
what I would recommend. So you're going to go on Twitch TV and the first thing you're going to see is like this. I don't know if you're on your phone. I'm just going to assume you're on your phone. Usually what they have is like um, they'll have like recommended streams, like front page streams, they call them. Uh, and, you know, those are usually pretty good to ch to check out. Maybe you can like thumb through those and it's like, oh, that looks kind of interesting. You know, what are, what are they playing? What are they doing? I know, though, a lot of the time, really, the game is it's almost like a 50-50 between the game and the actual streamer. You know, so if you see a game you enjoy and you don't like the person, know that that is not the only, you know, there's hundreds, thousands of people probably streaming that game if it's like a popular if it's like a popular game, right? So I wouldn't despair on that. But if there's a game you like, uh, I would say just uh, go ahead, tune in, you know, just give it a watch. Um, sometimes, you know, probably like 20, 20 ish minutes. You don't have to study it. Like, you don't need to learn it. It's, it, it depends on the streamer too, because there are like a lot of different types of streamers. You know, the bigger ones, are really they really are like entertainers in the way that you think of like a comedian or you know something like that they are through hundreds and thousands of hours of streaming for an audience and kind of growing that audience and kind of grooming it they have developed the skills to like entertain so sometimes the gameplay is like secondary to entertaining or you know whatever so I don't know. It, it's it's kind of hard to to really recommend. You really just have to kind of uh, you know kind of look around and see um, what and see if anything catches your eye. So what you're gonna see uh, one of the top games, and we can just talk about that about getting into gaming, is uh, Fortnite. So a lot of you folks with children, your kids, especially if they're around the ages of like 12, 14. Uh, something like that. They're probably in the Fortnite, <laughs> whether you know it or not. They probably are. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't go going around like, yeah, I know the Fortnite. You know, just, just kind of learn a little bit, cause, cause that's probably the best way to get your kids to cringe. Now, if that's your objective, you know, do that. Call it fork knife, by the way, as in the utensils. That's hilarious. Really good dad joke, honestly. Um, but you know just watch that a little bit uh basically fortnite uh is what they call a battle royale um so they drop a hundred people onto a a, a map so a ma and a map is just like an area a play area uh, a huge play area and people they they pick up weapons and stuff like that and they try to be the last person standing you know shoot everyone else basically um and and they're kind of forced together by this this storm that's coming in. If you stand in the storm, you know you slowly die. So uh, you're you're kind of incentivized to come to a smaller place. And you know, obviously, if you shrink the area, you see more people. There's more fighting. So basically, you're just trying to be this, the last person standing. Uh, and that's kind of the absolute basics of Fortnite. Now you know a little bit about Fortnite. Um, so yeah, there's, you're gonna see a lot of people streaming that. Um, people have literally made you know life-changing amounts of money streaming it because it just kind of got so huge, uh, like a year or two ago. It's still 
one of the biggest games. I don't know the exact numbers on it anymore uh, just because I don't play it and I don't follow it. But, um, yeah, it, it would behoove you to, to at least know about it, right? You don't have to like it. <laughs> but if you just want to get into it and, you know, know a little bit about it, understand your kids a little bit better, um, yeah, it wouldn't, I, I say you don't need to watch that much of it. A lot of it's going to look weird, uh, especially because Fortnite, um, unlike other shooters, you can kind of create your own terrain. Uh, you can make like steps. You can kind of create like your own little house, quote unquote, uh, and use it as cover to um, to prevent other people from just like shooting you from, you know, a long distance. Uh, and so you're going to see a lot of that. And, and it's pretty insane. It's like really tech, like impressive as a skill. So uh, when you watch it, it's going to look pretty confusing. I'm, I'm I'll, I'll bear with you. It's confusing for me, and I play games all the time. So uh, don't get discouraged, you know. And maybe if, if you know your kids are into it, you know, maybe ask them. Like, you probably throw on a stream, you know, I, I don't know. Like, don't force them, right? I, this, that's probably a mistake. But it's just like you're watching, and then they kind of pass by, and they're like, Mom, what are you doing? And you're like, okay, so – I know about this, you know, what, what, what is he trying to do right here? And then maybe they'll explain it to you. I don't know. You know, that's your kids. I, don't, I have no idea. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, another big one. Let's do, uh, I don't know if people are streaming nowadays. I don't. I have my own streamers that I go and watch, and <laughs> I don't really go exploring that much anymore because uh, Twitch is like my TV. I don't like to watch, like, Netflix and stuff unless my wife is watching something. Like, I don't go seeking TV shows, right? I just go throw on a stream that's my background noise and then i do my you know i go about my day oh yeah there's a new game coming out it's another shooting game uh it's called valorant um and it's it'll be easier to follow than fortnite it's uh it takes place in like rounds there's two teams of like five or six people um each each player gets like a a hero character i don't know if they are able to switch between rounds um but they each hero has like different abilities which i have no idea i don't know so you probably don't even need to know the most important thing is people shoot each other um and like once you're once you get knocked out or whatever shot killed in that round you're down until the next round so that's like that's really about as much as I know about Valorant. But just that's just kind of another name to kind of get familiar with if you want to get into gaming. But yeah, also, like the first point, if you have something in mind that you used to watch or you used to play, uh, somebody's probably playing that. There's a huge community of uh, what's called speedrunners. Uh, they like to play, especially the older games, because they're a lot harder. Uh, they are a lot more, just a lot more interesting was like glitches and mechanics and just you know really fine-tuned uh movement and just like technical skill required to play them so the idea just to give people some context just so they understand so speed running they're literally they're trying to beat the game game. as fast as possible and they also have like sometimes they do it in different styles different like like challenges different rules like maybe they'll get to go back to a game like the Nintendo 64 version of Mario is a popular one Super that people popular, speed yeah. run, right? So they'll do, and anyone who can remember fondly playing on Nintendo 64, 
um, there's a bunch of different levels and you're trying to get stars, right? So they might do a speed run version of that game to get all of the stars in the game, right? There's like yeah, as fast over 100, as possible. As fast as possible. And they'll um, utilize glitches. So like places where in the game, like the corners of a level that'll let you jump to a different part of the game that lets you skip a bunch of uh, fights and other critters that you would have to fight. Yeah. So those kinds of things in a speed running type it, type scenario. Really fun to watch. Um, so like say, um, it's like, for example, like a really hard game back in the day, Contra on the Nintendo. Um, watching the speed run of that is hilarious because, you know, it's this extremely hard game and they beat it. They beat the stuffing out. <laughs> you know, they beat it fast. You know, it's really, those are really fun to watch, actually. That might actually be a, that's also good to just look up on YouTube. Uh, uh, they'll have like, oh, world record, you know, this, and then see how they do it, right? Um, so that that's, you know, that's another avenue into game. You don't necessarily have to play, I don't think. It's, it's just something, uh, it's like, you know, just kind of knowing about it and just kind of being a part of the community is not necessarily playing a lot of the time. Even in speedrunning, uh, it's like these are real turbo nerds, you know? It's like, you know, I love them. You know, I don't speedrun myself, but I, I love watching it and I love because you learn a lot about game design uh, when, like, watching these people break these games, really, right? Uh, so even within that community, there's people who don't run the games at all but they literally just like they'll like start the game up and it's like you know what if we could get yeah like she said what if we could get past this corner and jump through and and skip all of this stuff and they literally will just sit there for like you know hours trying to you know find new glitches or new ways to you know kind of exploit the game's mechanics to to go faster for someone else to kind of take take that um knowledge and break the world record. Um, so there's there's all kind of folks within the gaming community. Um, and, you know, as an ambassador, I hope, uh, <laughs> I would, you know, we'd love to have you. Um, yeah, just come and watch. The streamers will appreci appreciate you for sure. Um, you know. And, and Twitch is free, right? But if you oh, subscribe, yeah. just how does that maybe real quick? Right, sorry. How that yeah. kind of works. I, I should I should have talked about that. Yeah, Twitch yeah. is absolutely free. Um, yeah, free like YouTube, right? Yep. Uh, That's why I kind of equated the two more in that space. Yeah, she's right. She's right. Um, I love it. She'll never hear those words again. <laughs> um, so. Yeah, it's free in that way. There are, like, if you find a streamer that you really like, um, you know, you follow them, you watch them all the time, then, yeah, you could uh, subscribe to them for, usually it's $5 a month. And, you know, most of that goes towards supporting them. And, you know, that, that's their income a lot of the time. Um, well, I wouldn't say a lot of the time, but some, some people are full-time streamers. And that's, you know, that's how they pay their rent and stuff like that. So, uh but, you know, even if you don't subscribe, you support them through ad revenue, um, things like that. So, yeah, uh, it's, it's free. I w that's kind of what I would suggest. Probably find something that looks interesting to you on Twitch. And then if you were really compelled, because 
you know, it's hard for me to imagine not wanting to, <laughs> to play video games all day, right? Because, you know, that's just been my life for so long. Uh, but, you know, if you're not super compelled, but you're like, hey, I like watching this. This is cool. I like learning about this um, through, you know, vicariously. Then, hey, yeah, go go for it. You know, that's that's all good. Cool. <clears throat> trying to think of anything else. Oh, I don't know if you wanted to explain. Well, I'll talk a little bit oh, yeah. about Let's the Dota about stuff. Yeah. So the reason I wanted to bring Christian on besides... He's here, and I needed to do another episode. She needed a warm body. Yeah. Needed a warm body. Not. I've done episodes earlier with cold talking bodies. to myself. <laughs> Shut up. Talking to myself, and it gets old. It's more fun to actually have someone to 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 chat with. Um, but yeah. So one of the things in our relationship wise, and why gaming has been a, a thing, is uh, since 2015, we used to go to these. Uh, gaming tournaments and I equate it to like the playoff slash Super Bowl of this yeah. game Dota 2 yeah and so I I'll often try and explain to people because like people are like how can you have your husband convince you to sit in the stadium for 12, 10, uh, yeah. 12, 10, to 12. 10 hours a day for like <laughs> 10 days um, <laughs> and I said I don't know I must be drinking the Kool-Aid no I'm kidding um, no it's actually fun and I try to explain it to people so for the lay folks um, I'll just give a quick overview and then you can fill in any major gaps but mm. I equate it to that game is Dota 2 which stands for Defense of the Ancient 2 and there was a previous game before they're not like a sequence like you know Back to the Future and Back to the Future 2 or something like that. So it's yeah. a little bit different. It's like a spin-off of the original Dota game. Mm-hmm. And sort of similar to World of Warcraft if you've ever heard that game as well. As far as the character names and stuff. But I would equate it to it's a sort of uh, capture the flag style game. So you have two teams. Um, there are kind of three swim lanes that they operate in. And there's a river that runs in the middle. So if you imagine like a three-pronged two three-pronged forks facing each other with mm. the the source of the prong where that comes out of being the basis for them. And so you're trying to defend mm. your own base and take down. There's other, along those prongs, there are towers or like kind of strongholds, if you think of them, like a tower would be, for that team. So you're trying to take down their towers to ultimately take down their base further upstream from mm. the river. And each, and so it's a five-on-five game. Yep. And each player controls one uh, well, usually one hero unit. Um, That's like a play, they, a character that they're playing. Yeah, yeah, and it's yeah, it's like a character. Like for example, there's like Beastmaster, or Shadow Demon, or Mirana. And there's literally there's hundreds, hundred, hundred, like a hundred ten plus heroes. Yeah. So each, so they're they're using different tools. They get use gold to get different abilities and build up the strength of their hero. In yeah. order to out lane, fight. out fight the opponents and, and destroy the ancient and destroy and destroy their base or their ancient as it's called. That's yeah. what you're defending, right? The ancient. Yeah. And also so yeah, so that's the game. <clears throat> and I don't want to go too deep because we could have a yeah, whole it, Dota two discussion. But yeah. that so imagine though the tournaments themselves are actually quite fun and I don't play this game. People always ask, Do you play it? I was like, No, I've never played. No. I've watched a few games uh, but prior to going to that, but um, but yeah, before going to the first major, but what makes it really fun for me. I'm a highly competitive person, mm. love sports in general, 
Um, so it's very much like watching the playoffs. There are there are commentators, there are color commentators. There's pl- uh, sideline um, play by plays, post post uh, game interviews. In this case, they normally play rounds of like three sets of games or five sets of games at a time. So there's in between analysis of what they need to do to come back. So yeah. it's really aligned with similar mainstream sports in that way, yeah. um, which makes it really exciting, including stats and statistics and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so it's really exciting in that space. And then mm-hmm. when you go to it, even more so because this the past year we went. We didn't go because it was in China. We had already gone to China earlier that year. Yeah. And it was just a whole thing for the amount of time we would need to be there. Yeah. Um, but when you go also, just like other live events, the energy of the crowd is part of the fun as well. Oh, yeah. Especially for, you know, you're cheering for different, like, North American teams in our case. Um, yeah, but it's quite fun. So christian hasn't had to really convince me to go it's more so we're we're definitely excited to go to those things yeah. we'll see they haven't they for a number of years they were in seattle so it was a hop skip and a jump even when we lived in canada or here in in the west coast yeah. and even when they had it in vancouver it's really not far from from where we are but yeah. the last couple were the last one was in china and i think this and next this one is going to be in sweden so it's a bit further for the amount of time and um yeah, so we'll expensive. see about the next. Yeah, and very expensive. The cost of the tickets, the cost of staying room, board, food, all that kind Planes. of stuff. Planes. So we'll see. If it comes back on this side of the world, then I think we'll probably go back again. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that's a really fun. It was fun and something to explore. They have it on. They cast on Twitch, right? And, and oh, stuff like yeah. that. So, it's, and it's usually in October. So if you're. Well, no, it's August. August. I don't know why I said October. My brain was thinking August. For once, <laughs> for once, mark this moment. You were right. Uh, so yeah. August, usually mid August, right? Like yeah, about mid mid second or third week of August. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if you look up Dota mm-hmm. two, but what's really cool and interesting and makes it like worthwhile. Because some people are like, oh, people spend so much time video gaming. You can't do that. It's not a it's not a thing nowadays mm-hmm. in this era. You can totally make a lot of money both on streaming side. Um, if you're really good, you have to be good ultimately, right? This, like any sport. So, so less equated to like getting into the NFL or the NBA. You know, yeah. you know. Well, as a as a black kid growing up, I knew so many guys that could ball, and they mm-hmm. could ball, right? And they're like, "Yeah, I'm going to the league." How many of them dudes in the league? Very, very small. Percentage. I I know one guy. You know two. I know two guys. Fournette. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, I know and two guys. Know. In, in the NFL. Yep. <laughs> you know, of I, the I, hundreds of hundreds, and yeah. that's just you know whatever. Yeah. So yeah. So it's like that. It's very similar to that. It, probably even more so, right? Because you don't need that athletic skill. You know, you're not held back by your height or your you know ability to put on mass, right? Um, but you know, you just your physical strength and agility in general, right? It's just okay. How much do you know about this game? Do you have the minimal finger speed and hand-eye coordination? Well, I would say more hand-eye coordination, obviously. But uh, do you have that amount to compete? Um, so, obviously, yeah. You know, someone who just starts playing Dota 2, you know, they're at a certain skill level. Then someone who plays. So, okay. Full disclosure. I have, I think I checked today. I have over 5,600 hours 
playing Dota 2. And mm. compared to the pros, I am absolute garbage. Like, absolute, like, you know, it would be like a troglodyte versus a homo sapien. Like, it's like, we're not even on the same let me even break it Brain down for the non-science because you went troglodyte and I as a bio person was like I don't even remember troglodyte but anyway but to put it in context would be like if me if Michael Jordan yeah. in their prime right these guys are elite athletes you know Michael Jordan Pippen Scotty to use another just watching Last Dance so they're fresh in my mind 90s Michael 90s Jordan 90s Bulls 90s Bulls versus Junior the high school varsity. down the the high school down the street. Yeah. I'll give him I'll give him a high school varsity team. Yeah, okay, yeah. High school varsity. Pro- like probably. you know what you're doing. You have fundamentals, but our uh these yeah, they were basically they're playing beer, another game. You're about to get school. They're like playing that. another game. It's yeah, insane. it's another level. So, so for sure. So that's that's what we're talking here. And it, and it really is like that. Um uh so Monique having it's 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 kind of fun for me because you know like I said I've played this game for so long I love this game you know I I devour information I'm studying like literally like studying all the time I know all these interactions between the heroes and the items and you know all the like and, and Dota is a special game because of the way they balance it and you know people it's like really kind of complicated there's a lot of math involved with some of the crazy stuff that people just, figure out okay. just to give context for balancing oh it. god uh, sorry yeah i, I know i have out. to try yeah, and please. like pull it back yeah because yeah go ahead the husband of mine is such a game person he, just like in my world people throw out acronyms all the time i try to be very cognizant of that so balancing the game is they do updates ultimately right this is what it comes down to they do mm-hmm. updates on the game it's it's a computer based game so just like on your computer at home, software updates Windows happen that update. fix fix things or, or on your phone as well. Yeah, you know, phone. iPhone updates that fix this quirk, that quirk um, to make things better, what have you. Those updates, um, a lot of times they'll do an update. And so then in that process, especially in the professional setting, they learn ways to exploit the new abilities within that update, for lack of a better term. Like not quite abilities, but ways to just the, to optimize that game. Exactly. So then that version of the game. That version of the game. So when new versions come out, usually those optimizations will change. Yeah. Or some of them will so, change. So, so they then will, um, that helps to kind of balance everything for those who well, have been kind of exploiting it in a way. I have a, I have a better, well, not a better. A different. Yeah, I have a kind of different way to mm-hmm. think about it. Um. So, yeah, like like. So now that we know what the the idea of balancing is, yep. so uh, you know, in a patch cycle, in a update cycle, this X hero is the most powerful hero in the game for whatever reason, right? It doesn't matter, but you know the pro teams are con- so there's like a very in depth picking and banning phase. Like I said, there's five heroes on one team and five heroes on the other, so they couldn't just make it. A simple like, hey, just pick your heroes, you know, do it, because then there would be like super unbalanced games, right? So they have a very, they call it like snake draft or something, where the teams basically take turns picking and banning. Um, so, you know, there's the statistics say in for the last three months, you know, Shadow Demon is a hundred percent pick and and or ban. Like this hero is in every single draft, no matter what, and that's kind of a problem. 
<laughs> when, you know, he's always one of 20-ish heroes out of a pool of 110. So he's kind of out of line, right? He's too strong. He either has to be out of the game or he is is picked because, you know, whatever he does is way better than similar heroes or any other hero. So what they'll do is they'll kind of, um, uh, they call it nerfing in the game world, or they'll, they'll just kind of uh, tone down his strength. They'll, like, make some number adjustments um, and just make him weaker. Nerfing is to make something weaker. Now, that's a gaming term. Uh, that Add you it should to your know. dictionary, folks. Add, write it Nerfing. down, folks. Uh, the, there'll be a quiz for your life. Um, so, and for your life. So, so nerfing is to make weaker. Buffing is the opposite. B- to buff is to make something stronger, uh, increase the numbers, whatever, right? Yeah. Um, so Just like going to the gym, buffing. buffing. Yeah. So... Uh, and that's those are like universal gaming terms, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, and in Dota, so they have a patch cycle, whatever the proteins will figure out uh, the optimal strat, and then you know, and then another patch will come out, and then there'll be buffs and nerfs, and it's like, what does this mean? And you know, so the game kind of is in upheaval for a while, and then it kind of settles into a a meta. So meta, you know, is short for meta game, which is kind of the game outside of the game. That's like the kind of basic definition it's like you know obviously the game is dota 2 you're you sit down you play the game you destroy the ancient but the meta game is like what are the strongest heroes in it's this more the strategy right yes yeah, the yeah, strategy the layer strategy. the strategy layer outside of the actual like an actual single game right what are the trends what are things like that so if if a gamer comes up to you and starts talking about the fortnite meta it's how are people playing Fortnite to you know to to be more successful than someone who's just playing right? They're just doing whatever right. Um, so write that one down to meta. So you got nerf, you got buff, you got meta. <laughs> if you're building your gaming dictionary, those are your Here three you go. core that's, that's three. to get it started. Those are very good terms. Um, so yeah, so uh, watching Dota is always exciting because you know I like to see like okay, how what are, what do pros think about this hero? You know, it's funny because a lot of the times my favorite heroes to play are like trash <laughs> on the pro level and you never see them. And they only work because the people I play against, you know, they're also trash. So they don't know how to deal with whatever nonsense that I do in my game. So uh, it's always funny just to see it play the game, play it at a higher level. Um, and just going back to the actual tournaments. Yeah. Uh, so the first one we went to was uh, the International Five. Um, so that was in shorthand is TI. Yeah, TI. So that's looking. what we're gonna say. So. You're googling TI. Yeah, so TI uh, five. So that was 2015. Um, my fir- this was my first time ever going to a gaming event like this, any kind of thing at all. But you know, Dota just had consumed my life at this point, uh, and I there was no way I wasn't going basically, um, and. I was telling Monique, I was like, yeah, you know, I'm going to this thing. It's going to be in August. I've already, or they're going to put the tickets on sale soon. I'm, you know, I, I was working at IBM at the time. So it's like, whatever, <laughs> you know, I had the money. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pay for rent at the time. So, um, yeah. So I was just like, yeah, I'm going to buy these tickets and, you know, it's going to be a plane ride, you know, whatever. And, and then it's going to be about 10 ish days and, you know, it's going to be great. She's like, 
I want to go. I'm like, what? (laughs) I I was totally ready to go by myself. Um, But, you know, she had all, yeah, like she said, she offered to go. She, She wanted to go. And I was like, well, you, okay, you know. Uh, so, yeah, we went. And so, to their credit, you know, they put to, I mean, this is the fifth one, right, uh, at this point. So, they knew how to put together a show. And, yeah, it was really fun, a really super fun experience. Um, you know, I, I thought that it would be a lot of just turbo nerds, right? We paid hundreds of dollars to be turbo here. Nerds. I mean, you know, then there's nerd, and then yeah, there's turbo nerd. Turbo nerd. Or at least nerds with money, because, you know, the tickets were for the ten days. It was like four hundred ish. It was like five hundred dollars, I think, for both of us. Um, so about two fifty each. Yeah, so about two fifty each. Um, for ten days, which I mean, you know, isn't that bad if you if you think about it. So twenty five dollars a day for ten hours of entertainment. Um, I mean, not, it wasn't terrible when you had it, but I mean, like we, we have to drop it all at once. Yeah, you drop. You're still dropping a lot of cash to be there. That's just to get there, though. I mean, well, that's, that's just the, the tickets. To, the tickets. You know, we we flew. You know, so this is an in, like like I said, the tournament is called the international, and it is truly an international affair. Like, so okay, to break down Dota itself uh, by region, North America is really the weakest region um we have like population players right uh in a lot of ways honestly uh so dota 2 is a north american game it's made in uh seattle area bellevue i think is where they actually are uh by valve software um so it's an american game but um the the actual uh population is is really in china uh china is has always been just a real juggernaut when it comes to dota uh like the chinese teams are usually the best um and and the european teams really it's between like europe and china for like the top region uh right now i'll probably say it's more europe uh talking right now in 2020 i was gonna say it must have changed right it used to be china when we started it's yeah a lot of the time, it's like, okay, who's going to beat the best Chinese team, right? Um, but the, the power has kind of shifted to back to Europe. Uh, and usually, North America would have, like, one or two, like, world-class teams mm-hmm. and then a bunch of trash. <laughs> but but Europe and China, they're more – they have a lot more talent and they have a lot more teams that just are on that world-class level. So – like, you know, Europe will have like six teams, China will have like nine, and North America, like I said, will have like two, right? Um, so, so all the, like I said, all these regions and all these people come to wherever the international is and they, they come in force, especially China. I did not know it was like this. I really didn't expect people to cheer like they did and go absolutely nuts um for their team and you know uh, all of that uh so yeah china travels well i don't know if they're just coming from china, regions yeah around or just from china themselves or a combination but they they as a team audience travel well they are always there and it's it's funny because they 
they always uh so there's like uh like she mentioned before there's like a actual like commentary happening you know just like you would imagine for like a football or basketball game so there's uh usually an english there's english commentators there's chinese commentators there will be like uh usually russian right yeah oh yeah the russian the russian uh uh, yeah, they, they're very popular. It's very popular in Russia um, and Eastern Europe and such. Um, yeah, those would be like the main ones. I know they had a Spanish broadcast, uh, but that one's a little bit smaller. That's mostly uh, like South America. South America has a nice Dota scene. It's 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 on the come up um, or it's, it's on the rise. It's about the same level as North America, really. So, yeah, the, the, the Chinese fans, they, they were, were crazy. <laughs> you know, it's just like really, uh, you know, they really got into it. Um, they, they don't care. They would sit next to you and, you know, every time, every little thing that would happen that went good for the Chinese team, ah, you know, they're going crazy. And they, oh. they will scream in your ear, you know, really, really added to the, like, atmosphere and energy. So really, you know, uh, it, it was just really fun, especially when you beat them. And you're like, ah, you know, you're going crazy, too. And they're like, mm. <laughs> Yeah, the one thing I will say, at least how it was, I don't know, because we didn't go... I can't imagine. We didn't go to Chester, which, because it was in China, that would have been next level crazy. But the one thing I don't care for with that is that they don't stay around for non, when non Chinese, non Chinese teams teams are playing. So, like, most people will stay around, even if it's like two European teams, um, two North American teams, teams, what have you. To whatever, even if that's not their team, right? There's only 16 teams that make it to the international, to the main yep. stage. Yep. So even if it's not one, maybe one of your 16 got knocked out because this is, you know, third or fourth day in. Mm. Most people stay, but I find that a lot of the Chinese fans, not all, I'm sure, but a, mm. a good chunk of them, they at least from leave. our experience, will just leave. And you can just tell from the sound volume that that's true. Um, but, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. People do yeah. that with other sports too if your team's not pl- like a lot of people won't watch baseball if their team's not playing they're not going to just yeah. watch some other team yeah it, it's it, kind of true for me for football i only watch saints games only watch the saints i mean i watch a few of the other ones for fantasy more than anything else yeah so you know that's that was a bit crazy i mean and it's only really something that we comment on because it's like super obvious it's, Correct. it's like imagine you know you're at you know your favorite team's football or baseball game and your team's getting their butt whooped, and it's like it's like a foregone conclusion, right? It's like, I don't know, you know, it's the fourth quarter, and the Saints are down 60 points. It's like, you, you might as well leave, right? It was kind of like that. It's kind of like that kind of thing, that that literal, like, exodus. Um, yeah. it, it'd be like that. That's the only reason why we kind of noted. Uh, like I said, it they really add a lot to the atmosphere and just yeah. make it feel high stakes right i mean obviously so oh speaking of high stakes people holy so (laughs) censor yourself this is technically a family-friendly podcast yeah so they are playing for a lot of money oh yeah we haven't even talked we did not talk about this this. is gonna be a longer episode than i thought it was gonna be but that's good i like it um yeah so like to give context because people are like to, to go and this was to my earlier point before we got into explaining Dota, but 
Um, yeah, this, there's a lot of money on the line. I mean, so the last year's team, I think, and I'm I think Christian's I wanna, checking. Yeah. But it was over. So we're looking at, yeah, so in U.S. dollars, because mind you, it was in China, it was like over $34 million in the prize pool. And the winning team, I think, went home got with like, like 25 25 million? Yeah, the winning, I know they got like at least 20. 20 million just by themselves? Yes. Wow. So And the, there's five people on a team, so, so do the math. And, and usually... Life-changing. So a lot of the time what happens is like, these teams will be sponsored by an organization uh, like uh, one of the most popular ones is uh, called Evil Geniuses. Um, and they have a lot of sponsors like Monster, Energy, Drink, um, mm-hmm. I think like Comcast. So, you know, they'll pay like they'll sometimes I don't it's different contracts and stuff like that that I don't know. But usually they'll have they'll pay like a share to that organization. Right. But the team that won is Team OG. They actually won two times in a row. So imagine this kind of life-changing t- money two times. Um, they It was like a player-owned organization. So it's like, oh. <laughs> so they get a bulk. Like, they you get know. The, the lump sum of that. Correct. So So yeah. basically like five-ish million. But OG has um, Red Bull as a sponsor, right? Do they, so they have to recoup some of that, right? Yeah, you know, actually, probably yeah. a smaller percentage, but yeah, um, I think I think it's a smaller percentage. Yeah, I mean, she, Red Bull should else. be paying them at this point. Yeah, I mean, positive, positive, yeah, promotion yeah. stuff. So yeah, so so yeah, they're playing for big money. Um, big money. So like I said, big, it, huge, huge. Uh, huge. So you know, it, it helps when there is the the Chinese fans. And I like we're gonna keep singling them out because they are really the they have most such hyped. a large presence. It's like going to, in some ways, it feels like a home game when yeah. you, when when a Chinese it really does. And you yeah. it doesn't matter where you are. It really, it really it is. It feels like you're you're at a home game. If you've ever gone to an away game at at some place and you're there, like you know, ten percent of folks. Yeah, it feels. Um, like it that. feels like that during the tournaments, which it's, is actually, and I can only imagine what it was like in, in China, China. Oh, because man. then just your Joe Blow, maybe average person who in may Shanghai. have just wanted to go, and then yeah. just the vibe, because usually I don't, and I don't know how they did it either for this tournament, but usually there's a whole setup outside, and there's kind of like a free to watch big jumbotron oh, yeah. kind of setup screening. Yeah. So I can imagine, because then you're hearing, because you if it gets loud enough, especially during the finals, you can hear stuff from outside the stadium too, right? Yeah. People cheering. So yeah. imagine I, it had the to be roar. next level. But yeah. Yeah, so cool. Yeah. So, yeah, the, the international was really uh, special. Um, and, and it was, you know, more fun because we got to experience it together. Yep. Um, and then we'd also make a little vacation out of it, right? It wasn't yeah, like going to like we a... We didn't just go sit down Yeah, sometimes you go days. to like a corporate conference and you go, you go to your stuff because you have to be there, especially for work stuff or whatever, and yeah. then you peel out. Sometimes you don't get a lot of time, but we would usually, especially if it was new, first two years we're in Seattle, so yeah. the first year definitely we took a couple of extra days. I think it was maybe three or four days before yeah, museums saw saw different tours went out to pike's place stuff like that yeah and then we did a, only like one or two days the second time around but we still did stuff we hadn't done you know you go anywhere yeah. there's a hundred things to do yeah so and then same thing for vancouver um as well so yeah yeah vancouver 
So if you want to get into gaming, you know, that's cool. Um, yeah, we welcome you. We welcome we the we they they the gaming community. I don't count myself in that. I watch gaming more than anything else. That's the other little quick sixty second thing. Is one thing we do as a couple is Christians into gaming, but we find some games to quote unquote play together, and the way we play together because I'm not really that good and I get frustrated playing games is yeah. I'll Christian will play and I will like advise. I'll pilot and she backseats. <laughs> that's that's what happens. That's ultimately what happens. But yeah, so this was good. This was a fun chat. Yeah. And um, thanks for coming on. You know, pulling yourself away down the hall. This long trek you had to make to the kitchen table. Oh yeah. Uh, <laughs> so uh, thanks for thanks for joining us. You want to plug any social media or anything? No. No. <laughs> Stay continued small uh, mic- micro don't. footprint. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, all, all I'd say is, yeah, just, just find a way to enjoy games because, you know, it's really been just a really huge part of my life and there's a lot of positivity in it. Like, yeah, you'll read about some ridiculous stuff that someone has said or whatever. Um, but, you it's know, it's true for anything. Yeah, it's like she said, it's true for anything and there's just a lot of positivity and there's a lot of just different kind of stuff out there. You know, there's a lot of games that I don't play that are just different uh, and you know so so there's something to offer for for everyone for all different kind of folks so I just say you know get, get out there look, look look and see if you can find something because there's something out there I'm yeah. sure <laughs> all kinds of stuff so yeah. thanks everybody for listening and uh, yeah thanks so much thank you So thanks again to Christian for walking down the hall and uh, sitting down with me to talk about video games and a little bit about our relationship. Uh, I think we might do a second part to talk about even some currently popular games. Uh, One that escaped both our minds during the course of this interview was uh, the game Animal Crossing. So that's very popular Um, And we can even talk about the phenomenon that is the Nintendo Switch and how it differs in a different way to think of uh, non-computer games, um, system games, and how they've kind of changed the game. So look for that to come forward um, to talk a bit about that. But thanks so much for listening. As always, please share this podcast with your friends and family and even your enemies. Um, You can find us on every podcast. platform that you can find in podcasts if you come across one that I, we're not on let us know and if you have any questions for christian also let us know you can email me at monique m-o-n-i-q-u-e at the victory and if you're looking for where to find us and get some direct links to those pages check us out on the victory we have a page there called where to listen and you can click straight on google podcasts podbean Um, Apple Podcasting takes you straight to that page so you can go ahead and subscribe. So please subscribe and download and share with your friends. You can find us on social media, of course. We are on all the major social media platforms, uh, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All of those were on there as The Victory Pod. So please share that. Please follow. Um, We're looking to expand and share all this great information and great um, stories with people. So please, please, please share with your friends, family, and even your enemies. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll end this episode like I do every episode. 
Every problem has a solution. It's whether you're willing to do the work to find it. Let's do the work and be victorious.